Greetings and salutations, all you lovelies out there in the universe. Yes, 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 here we are. Welcome uh, back to another episode of Getting Stoned with your host, Storm Vitaski. Yeah. How you feeling all there? How you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? Yes. I hope you're, I hope you're feeling all that goodness and all that love and all that mm, just delightful blessings and gratitude and you're just vibing. You're alive and you're vibing. And uh, I'm sending you lots and lots of love and lots and lots of positivity and joy and if you're if you're suffering if you're struggling if you're if you're feeling lost and you're feeling scared and if you're in pain you feeling lonely, afraid, scared, confused. I want you to know that you're not alone, that you're loved, that you matter, that you're beautiful, and you're precious, and you're divine. You're sacred. That your being here in this world as a light that shines only as you can. No one else can shine like you. I want you to look inside. I want you to feel your heart. It's beating. Your lungs, they're breathing. Your body supporting you. Sustaining you. The trees are there for you. The rain clouds, the rivers, the songbirds. life wants you here in its dance. Uh, big hug coming to y'all. Big, 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 big hug. 
Feel that hug, come on now. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Yes. You are lovable. You are lovable. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, here we are, another day in the life, another, another precious 24 hours. That's what we get, right? Each day is a blessing, an opportunity, something to feel grateful for, something to appreciate. We never know what, when that, uh, the day will come when there are no more for us. And so that's why I get up, you know, when I wake up every morning, I say a prayer of gratitude. And uh, actually I do it when I go to bed at night as well. You know, thanks for the day. Such a miracle how everything comes together and gives us life. And despite all of the the chaos in the world and the struggles and the troubles that we get ourselves mixed up in and you know humans are you know, we're full of contradiction we say one thing and we do another and we constantly let our egos dictate our choices and and then we're bound to lie and take and perpetuate the suffering. So it is part of the condition of the human. I don't feel like the other life forms suffer from this affliction like we do. They seem to be in a place of harmony and peace. Uh, living without all of these contradictions like humans do. We're constantly getting in our way and they seem to just simply be. I think there's a profound lesson there if we can observe the, the way that the grass moves in the breeze or the fish swims in the seas, the way the bees gather, the honey, the way the sun shines so sunny, the way the tree breathes, the way the river and the streams flow, the way the flowers grow, all of these are beautiful gifts of Mother Nature that we can learn from and perhaps heal and make different choices that honor our sentientness.
that honor our place in the web of life and reduce our propensity towards conflict and struggle and suffering. Yes. Oh, gosh. I love all y'all. Just know it, feel it. You are loved. No doubt about it. You are loved. So uh, what do you guys say here? Let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and move right on into it. We're gonna read a little bit. I'm gonna sing a song. We're gonna get all groovy in here, down in this joint here. You know, wherever you might be, you might be driving in your car, listening. You might be sitting on your couch. You might be walking the dog. Wherever you are, feel the love, know the love. Be the love, I'm here, I'm, I'm sending it. Boom, it's coming at you. Loud from the third stone from the sun. Yeah, here we are spinning in the Milky Way. It's a crazy, crazy thing to think about. So we're, we're, we're here, my dear. There is nothing to fear. As below, so above. Embrace the love. All right. So I'm gonna do a quick little uh, read from um, a couple of books. The first one is a book that uh, blew my mind. It's called The Hidden Messages in Water. And it was written by Masaru Emoto. And I, I if you haven't given it a read, uh, I highly recommend it. It's super dope. And uh, there's, there's just like, his energy is so sweet and tender. And, you know, it's just, uh, there's some amazing pictures that he, you know, he takes of, of he freezes water crystals and, and, um, and then like tapes words like love or hate or fear or hope onto the jar and, and then the crystals form and it's it's just a remarkable piece of work so i thought i'd read just a, just a little bit from that you know give you a taste and uh maybe inspire you to go give it a a look for yourself and read it and vibe on it and, and what have you so um Yeah, let's just read just a touch of it here. I'll just read from the prologue and then, uh, yeah, I'll skip on to the, to the very end too, just, just to give you a little, a little flavor. 
As you begin reading this book, I'd like to ask you to evaluate your life. More specifically, I'd like you to ask yourself if you are happy. Of course, your definition of happiness will depend upon who you are, but do you have a sense of peace in your heart? A feeling of security about your future? And a feeling of anticipation when you wake up in the morning? If we can call this happiness, then would you say that at this moment you are happy? I think I can safely say that not many people will be able to reply with a resounding yes. Most people are unable to say that their life is everything they had hoped it would be. What is it that causes us so much pain? What is going on in the world that presents so many people from simply being happy? It seems to me that we are living in an age of chaos. Chaos describes a condition of confusion indicative of the unorganized matter that existed before the creation of the cosmos. Simply by going about our lives, we find ourselves worn out and fatigued. Newspapers and television bombard us with information, and at work we face problems and misunderstandings. The sources of our problems seem numerous and overwhelming. This is likely to be a fact of life no matter where in the world we go. This tiny planet of ours is covered with economic conflict, domestic discord, ethnic prejudice, environmental distress, religious wars, and every other type of problem imaginable. And all the bad news about people suffering, people enjoying the suffering, people getting richer, people getting poorer, the oppressed and the oppressors, it reaches us within a matter of seconds from the opposite side of the globe. Who, might we ask, is responsible for all this suffering? The world is becoming an ever more divided, estranged, and complicated place to live. We are already up to our necks in chaos, but the world's troubles seem to be getting deeper and deeper. One thing we all have in common is that we are looking for a way out. Everyone is looking for an answer. And it is an answer so simple and effective that it has heretofore eluded us. So, how can we go about finding our path in life? I have constantly stressed the importance of love and gratitude. Gratitude is the creator of a heart filled with love. 
Love leads the feelings of gratitude in the right direction. As the water crystals show us, gratitude and love can spread throughout the world. We all have an important mission. To make water clean again. And to create a world that is easy and healthy to live in. In order to accomplish our mission, we must first make sure that our hearts are, are clear and unpolluted. Over the centuries, humankind has constantly robbed from the earth and left it ever more polluted, the history of which is recorded by water. Now, water is beginning to speak to us. Through water crystals, it is telling us what we need to know. Starting today, we must begin to carve out a new history. Water is carefully and quietly watching the direction that we take. The direction that you take at this very moment. I only ask that you listen to and absorb what water has to say to all of humankind and to you. The hidden messages in water, Masaru Emoto, I just read a little taste at the very beginning and then I, I read the last couple paragraphs of the book. It's a, it's a miraculous gift to the world, that book. I can't say enough good things about it. So, pick yourself up a copy. Yes. Some amazing pictures in there. Some amazing words, lessons, wisdom. Water. Water is life. Water is life. Plain and simple, man. You know? Two things. We need sun and water. Air. Water is life. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Come on now, come on now. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Yes, I know sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes things get a little deep around here, deep up in this joint. You know what I'm saying? I have a, I have a propensity, a tendency uh, to uh, get all into the mud, you know. I like to go diving deep into the essence, the presence. So we're just gonna keep right on moving on that one, you know what I'm saying? And we're gonna, we're gonna do a, another reading. This one's a little, gonna be a little bit, a little bit longer, uh, but you know what? I just, just dig this cat so much. This, this fellow man, he is, uh, he is just next level in my humble opinion. 
Uh, this is uh, from a compilation, a book uh, called Out of Your Mind. Tricksters, Interdependence, and the Cosmic Game of Hide and Seek. And uh, it's by Mr. Alan Watts. Uh, this book, I mean, I keep this book handy. It's something that, that just uh, I, I, I dive into on a regular basis. It's that freaking good. I don't care who you are, where you are, what you're dealing with. This book has the medicine. So without further ado, we're going to jump on into it here, and uh, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to riff on this this for a little while here because uh, it's so good. So sit back and you know, just close your eyes and listen. I'm just tripping already, you know, as I'm starting here. Everything is change. Nothing can be held onto. And if you go with the flow, with the flux, and flow with it, you flow. However, if you resist the stream, it fights you. If you realize this, you swim with the flow. You go with it. And you're at peace. This is particularly true when it comes to those moments when life really seems to be taking us away. And the stream of change is going to swallow us completely. And so at the moment of death, we withdraw and say, no, 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 not that, not yet. But the whole problem is that we don't realize that the only thing to do when that moment comes is to go over the waterfall. Just as you go on from one day to the next, just as you go to sleep at night, when the moment comes, we should be absolutely willing to die. I'm not preaching. I'm not saying that you should be willing to die in the sense that you should muscle up your courage and put on a good front when the terrible event finally arrives. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that you can only die well if you understand this system of waves. If you understand that your disappearance as the form in which you think you are you, your disappearance as this particular organism is simply seasonal. You are as much the dark space 
beyond death as you are the light interval called life. These are just two sides of you. You are the total wave. Just as you can't have half a wave, you can't have half a human being. That is, someone who is born and doesn't die. That would only be half a thing. When you don't resist change, I mean over-resist. I'm not advocating being flabby. You see that the changing world is no different from nirvana. Remember that nirvana means breathe out, to let go of the breath. In the same way, we let go of the world. We don't resist change. It's all the same principle. And so the Bodhisattva saves beings not by preaching sermons at them, but by showing them that they are already delivered. They are liberated by the very fact of not being able to stop changing. You can't hang on to yourself, and you don't have to try not to hang on to yourself. It can't be done. That is salvation. Memento mori. Be mindful of death. G.I. Gurdjieff taught that the most important thing for anyone to realize is that you and every person you will you see will soon be dead. Well, that sounds so gloomy to us. We have devised a culture that fundamentally resists death. Death in the Western world is viewed as a real problem. We hush it up and pretend it hasn't happened. When you get terminal cancer and go to the hospital, all your friends come around and tell you that you're looking better, that you'll be home before you know it, and so on. And the doctors and nurses are perfectly pleasant and distant because they know you're dying and they mustn't tell you. And when death is a problem like this, when you're dying, you're not behaving right. You're supposed to live. So we don't know what to do with the dying person. But we could do otherwise. We could get around that person and say, listen, man, I have great news for you. You're going to die, and it's going to be great. No more bills, no more responsibilities, no more worries. You're going to just die. So let's go out with a bang. We'll throw a big party. Put some morphing in you so you don't hurt so much. 
prop you up in bed and bring all your friends around. We're gonna have some champagne and you'll die at the end of the party and it's just going to be marvelous. So let's try on some new thinking. Death is a healthy, natural event, just like being born. And a little change in social attitude about this will fortify everybody. We should congratulate those about to die because the time just before you die is a wonderful opportunity for liberation. Death isn't terrible. It's just going to be the end of you as a system of memories. So you've got a great chance right before it happens to let go of everything. Because you know it's all going to go. And knowing that will help you let go. You can give your possessions away and say what you need to say. I mean, if there's something you're hanging on to and it's bothering you, then say it. I don't mean necessarily a last confession, just anything that you need to say before you go. When the moment comes, the main thing is your attitude, and death could be as positive as birth and should be a matter for rejoicing. So, if we're going to have a good religion around, this is one of the places where it can start. And we should have something like an institute for creative dying, in which you can either choose a champagne cocktail party or partake in glorious religious rituals and priests and things like that. Or you can take psychedelic drugs or listen to special kinds of music or just about anything you wish. And all these arrangements will be provided for in a hospital for delightful dying. That's the thing, to go out with a bang instead of a whimper. I told you that dude was a badass. <laughs> Ain't nobody like Alan Watts, man. That guy, he was plugged in <laughs> or unplugged. Uh, however you want to see that, man. Love that man. He is he has been he has been so uh, important in my life. 
uh, I lean on his wisdom and his heartfeltness many, many, many times. Gosh, in reading that, I can't help but think about what's happening in the world today. And there's so much fear of death that's driving all of the choices that humans are making. And as I said earlier, we're so full of contradiction. And it's, it's just, it breaks my heart to see all of this struggle and this suffering that is just permeating the world right now. And, and the fear of dying is driving it. And it's, like I said, it's heartbreaking to me. You know, because death is not to be feared, as he just talked about there. I mean, you know, listen, listen to that again and again. You know, that is the truth right there. That is the truth. And what we're presenting and perpetuating, you know, all of our so-called leaders and, and experts and scientists and doctors and, you know, politicians and, you know, world leaders and all these Oh gosh, they're 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 coming from just the opposite place of that. It's all being driven by a fear of death, and there's nothing to fear there. And and it's it's just let's flip the script on this. Come on, man. This is so upside down and backwards, and it's all it's doing is making things worse. It clearly so the answer doesn't lie in in things outside of us and in injections or in, in, you know, masks or in lockdowns or in, in fear of the germ and in and, and the, the whole, the, the entire view that's driving this is upside down. And it's driven fundamentally from a fear of death. And there's nothing to fear there. There's just nothing to fear there. So, uh, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I don't see any of this, uh, nothing here to be afraid of, you know, because death isn't something to be afraid of. And if you don't fear death, then you live. And that's, that's what this is all about, right? It's about living. You're here. We're living. So let's live. Let's, let's drop the fear of death and let's live. What do you say? Would, I, I personally think that if we change that perspective right today, that going forward, everyone's life would be so profoundly better, healthier, happier, more content. There would be so much more love. There would be everything would just go to a completely different level in ascension of epic proportions if we could just shift that one thing that we're doing. It, let's do it. Let, let, come on. I'm ready. I'm in. I'm there. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm, I'm, whenever it comes, I'm going to embrace the fuck out of it because it is a celebration and, and let's crack some champagne and smoke a J and, and you know, look into each other's eyes and, and, and give immense thanks for the blessing of life. Let's, let's focus on the living and drop the fear of dying. This is madness what we're doing right now. It's just profound and utter madness. All right.
Enough. I've said, I've said that, I've said enough on that, and uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to do a tune, we're going to tune, and then we're going to get on down the road here. What do you say? Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a song of mine called Sweet Music Man. Y'all know how much I love music. It's, it's the coolest. It's just, uh, thank God for music. And, uh, and thank God for you, man. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time to be here. My heart, my soul, it, it, it's so grateful. And uh, I appreciate you. Sweet music man set me free To the promised land deliver me Sweet music man set me free To the promised land deliver me I don't understand When I'm angry at the man When the river crests the dam I look to you, sweet music man Look to you, sweet music man. When the darkness overwhelms me, when I see such hatred and misery. When the greed breeds more poverty, I look to you, sweet music man. I look to you, sweet music man. It is consumed when death it comes too soon. When the bombs go boom, 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 I look to you. Sweet music, man. I look to you, sweet music, man. Sweet music, man, set me free. To the 
the promised land deliver me sweet music may set me free to the promised land deliver me Look to you, sweet music man. I look to you, sweet music man. I look to you, sweet music man. Cause I know. You'll always understand. All right, sweet music man, set me free. Thank you, thank you, thank you, y'all. I. Love you. I adore you. I honor you. I celebrate you. You rock. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Until next time, peace.